just tell my mom. So I go, hey, mom, hey, Wagwan, you know what, mom, me, I think I have anxiety. Hey! <laughs> my mom just looked at me and she was like, you know what, you're idol. You are just idol. Those are, to idol, and I was like, What's up? What's happening? Uh, what it is? What? Hey, hi, hi. Uh, <laughs> so hi guys. Um, welcome back to another episode. Today is going to be a topic that has been shed light on uh, for for some time now, and the topic today is mental health. So today we are having Maggie Wairimu talking to us about her mental health journey and yeah you guys stay tuned and yeah i will also be sharing like a snippet of my mental health journey after maggie does so yeah stay tuned so my name is magdalena remo mohio i'm a 22 year old uh, law student at the university but more importantly, I'm a passionate uh, mental health activist. And uh, this brings me to share my journey for what it has been and what it continues to be. So I would say that my journey began when I was 12. That is about 20, I mean, 10 years ago. I was just but in class seven. And at that point, I barely knew what um mental health meant or what it was even in the first place so i will just experience very low moments i would um overthink i will go through episodes of depression and i will not be able to tell that that was a problem with me and not just a minor problem as others would have taken at that moment, but it was a really intimate moment for me um, to be aware of what was happening um, in my mind and in my psychosocial life in general. So I remember one time I was actually so depressed and I even... <laughs> decided um to pack up my clothes and take a few of my stuff i remember taking a matchbox i remember taking my bag and um salt i carried sugar i carried a little flour and put it in my bag my rucksack at the moment and i was like I'm going to leave this place. I want to start a new life in the streets where nobody knows me so that I can just have peace of mind. By that time, I thought that that would be the solution. And so I did that and I was tense. I was anxious. I was panicky. I was distressed. But... I could not share it with anyone because at that moment I remember in primary school and even um, most people can relate that at that moment, most people, um, most children, because I was a child then, 
were very jovial, were very happy, they will play in the field, they will think about education, they will think about their families, they will think about eating, and not any of these serious things such as mental health. And so I remember I felt lonely. I didn't even have friends. I didn't relate too well. And I was always either on books or on overthinking, rather. Yeah. And um, I remember that plan to really escape did not actually um, go into fruition. And um, so I ended up getting stuck. And I lived um, in that mental state of. Um, restlessness, anxiety, depression for about um, four more years until now it became too much for me. I was in form three and um, I remember thinking that it was finally time to share. I did not want to get to that point again where I would want to escape or do something crazy. I remember Sorry for taking you back in closet. I wanted even to take my life. I decided to take some pills and just end it because the pressure then was too much for me to just succeed in schoolwork, succeed at home, succeed um in everything um as a firstborn. So fast forward to from three again, I decided now. It's time to share with someone older than me, someone who will understand. Maybe I really didn't have um, such a big problem that couldn't be solved. So I decided to approach my high school class teacher and told her the things that were happening in my life and the toll that they were taking on my mental health. And I would explain to her how sweaty my arms were, how I could not breathe properly at night, how I could panic, how I could just be anxious about so many things. And I confided all that in her. But I, I didn't I was not prepared for 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 the anguish, for the misunderstanding that took on later because immediately um she just called my parents and told them, your girl does not want to study. She She's just stressing herself up with things that are beyond her control. She looks to me as a lazy girl. I don't know what. She said so many things. And I was in so much shock because I remember when confiding in her, I had told her, I don't want that to pass on to anyone else. So from that moment, I grew bitter and I decided, okay, fine, I'm the weird one, I am the one that has a problem, I'm the one that just doesn't know what to do with her life, so I decided I will never again confide, and I continued sinking into depression, I continued sinking into anxiety, I could not control what was happening um, in my surroundings. And uh, this really affected my performance in school. I could not be able to read properly. I was tired most of the time. And I would feel generally low. Um, I graduated from high school. And 
got my grades again uh, back in 2015. I realized I had gotten a B and that was really not satisfactory, not only to me, but even to my parents. But the last thing I remember that was on my mind was repeating, like I could not just repeat high school. Yani apana, not me. I decided, no, I'm not doing this. But then my parents started pushing the idea and they pushed it too much. I remember it got to a point where I was so stressed, I was so low. And I, I, I thought like I could be able to, you know, just hack life without Kabi and just do my thing. But they were not for the idea. So I was pushed to go back to school. I was taken to a rural school in Murama. And uh, I remember, like, the day I reported in that school, I was so stressed. I was so nervous. I was so anxious. My mental health was just deteriorating day by day. And luckily for me, um, when I joined that school, I really got um, a lot of psychosocial support from my teachers, from my classmates, from even the cooks and all that. So that year was really, I'd say, kind of smooth sailing. But again, in 2016, uh, Matiangi got in and uh, my results uh, for the repeat, the repeater year, sorry, were a B. So you can imagine getting two horrible grades in a year. So in 2015, I had repeated and got my results in 2016 before Machiangi. Then I did the KCSE in 2016 and got this results again in 2016 because of Machiangi. I was so frustrated. I was so low. I, I thought there was a problem with me because the, the, some, the, those who had repeated um, had really improved, you know, and they had done it well. So I was distressed, and again, I could not talk it out with anyone. There was a stigma associated with mental health at that point, as it is right now. And I walked um, the journey again alone. And um, again, I began the search for law school, search for my career path, and luckily I was able to join a really good school and it had taken so much of my energy it has it had taken so much of my um mental energy to be precise there were days of cry myself or tell god there is nothing i can do on my own i will i will just talk to myself i had even started forming a habit of you know those people who talk um and they're walking, like that weird habit. Okay, I had started it way earlier, but now it became more pronounced. So I would like walk in town and just start talking to myself and people will think I'm crazy, you know, just randomly without realizing. I start telling myself, you know, Maggie, you have done this, you have failed, you have done this, and I'm just on the street and I'm walking fast and people are looking at me and they're like, what girl is mad? And I remember, um, I even stigmatized myself at some point, but I never really gave up. So when I joined the university, 
um, at first year I got into place. I again didn't form like um so many friendships. I was used to being alone and all that. But I had one like good friend who still is here with me. Um, three years on or four yeah that was in 2017 so it's three years on and I remember I decided <laughs> oh gosh as as you think so I decided to you know like the telenovelas go tell my parents I'm dating this guy and he's serious about me I just wanted you guys to know so that you know you can support me but I didn't really like want to get pregnant I just thought like you see the way people who go state they just uh, tell their parents they're dating and they're just okay with it so that even when they go for dates they don't know the person so say try that on my parents and let me kid you not it was the most frustrating moment of my life that was the end of the 2017 around December almost um no it was in November yeah I was almost um beginning my exams and things happened so drastically my um they didn't they didn't take it so well I was I got I sank deeper into depression um my boyfriend at the time um tried to support me try to be there for me, try to understand me, but he couldn't because this journey, the mental health journey, is really a personal one. And um, I remember it was so frustrating for the both of us because he would try to connect, but he wouldn't. And um, we were just about two years in, no, one year in the relationship. So, um... Eventually, uh, it got so, so, so bad beginning of January when we were returning to school. I could not concentrate in class. I could not read. I could not breathe. I, I could just get so many panic attacks. By this time, I had already begun to be aware of what was happening to me mental-wise because I had already started seeing um psychologist in school. And so I was more cognizant of what was happening. One time, I just felt so suicidal. I couldn't take um, the treatment that I was getting just because of saying that I had a boyfriend. I could not take my bad grades. I could not take um, my sore relationship with my boyfriend at the time because now things had gotten tough for both of us. Um, partly due to what had happened with my parents. Um, them um insulting him on phone and all that and even threatening his mom and all that so we started having a strange relationship so things were really going off for me and meant and that took a really bad turn actually it it, it got so bad for me um mentally and uh, I remember one point I was suicidal and I reported that to my psychologist. And what ensued was an admission at um, Avenue Hospital. And uh, I, I stayed there for a while. My, my parents would not believe that I had not been sharing what was going on. But again, I could not share that to them because they were the cause. And one time when I had decided to tell them what was going on, they started attacking me for it. So I decided I would not share it 
with them. So when they got to learn that from the school psychologist, it was really stressful. I was stigmatized and my stay there, my one week stay there was the most lonely, the most I had a time of my life. I was in a psychiatric uh, ward and uh, people had severe conditions over there and it was crazy but that began my journey um, for my battle with a major depressive disorder which I was diagnosed with on January 31st of 2018 and uh, two years down the line I have learned I have gone through these episodes of depression I have been medicated I have gone through psychological support I have researched I have been able to develop a passion uh, for mental health I have become more aware I have become more controlled emotionally I am able to deal with what um, is attacking my mental health and I'm here now, um, I'm at a better place, I'd say. Um, the journey has not been easy, being on and off, um, different hospitals, being uh, switching between different psychologists and psychiatrists, and receiving care even um, from my pastor, um, from my church, and... Uh, I came to realize one thing, that the stigma surrounding mental health is not necessary. As youth, we need to stand up and say, this is what we are facing. We need help. There are so many people, there are so many incidents that I've had so far during this um, season of coronavirus, and people are taking their lives people are going through hell and they're not talking about it because they feel if they talk about it people will tell their friends they will spread it they will look like they're weak they will look like they don't have everything put together like what we see on instagram on facebook on whatsapp and all that people want to point this picture of perfection that does not exist but it is in our moments of vulnerability that we are able to come out strong that we are able to grow because when we hide behind pain when we hide behind ignorance then what we are communicating is that we do not want to grow is that we do not want to have it all so my journey for me i hope will be an inspiration to many more people. As a proactivist, I have decided that I will live for mental health awareness, that I will drive this agenda. There's so many of us with huge abilities, capabilities, talents, but they're not able to take to take them to greater heights because they are struggling. Let's eradicate mental health stigma as youth because it is in our weakness that we find our strength. Remember that it becomes worse before it gets better, and it is in our molding that we are able 
to become the leaders of change. Let us change this mental health narrative because we have what it takes. I hope that my story will inspire more people to fight for mental health, to fight for their very own well-being because you are the only one who has the best interest for your soul, for your body, for your mind. I hope that this will inspire someone to share good vibes, to share positive vibes, to encourage one another and to walk this journey with faith. Thank you, Maggie, for sharing with us. And, you know, mental health has become like an everyday issue. And I like the fact that people are talking about mental health almost every day. You know, people have taken the initiative to, you know, start vlogs, podcasts, IGTVs about mental health. And, yeah, I think it's nice that even people who are suffering out there are going to know that they're not alone. So, yeah, guys, I promised you I will give you a snippet, just like a short story of my mental health journey and just how dismissive uh, parents, okay, not every parent, but my parents were, you know. <laughs> so, basically, I started uh, having anxieties. At around 2018, and my anxiety was actually triggered by theft. Uh, theft and catcalling. So, <laughs> theft, of course, we all know, guy, we unatemanga tao kaumeshkila simu as in because you never know what can happen. And so theft was not really at the okay. I was usually it's like super cautious. I don't want someone to walk. Karibu da mimi sana, or I don't know. I usually used to walk, especially when like when I'm by myself. I just keep on looking behind because I don't want anyone following me. <laughs> so yeah, that was one theft. I love to cut calling. Was so you know the way uh these people normally call girls. Okay, it's okay. But Sasa, the problem comes in when now you start touching, touching Magaldims. You know, you're walking by town and maybe this is a conductor and he keeps touching your hand. And by the way, I am very, <laughs> I love my personal space. I know it's that I don't, yeah, I love my personal space. I'm not really good at myself. I love personal space, especially if we don't know each other. So this Makangas are like, yeah, so upande, you know, they hold your waist. Kuja upande he, you know, which come I saw, they used to like really irritate me. I love Sasa the worst thing <laughs> was when you're walking and a guy starts like walking behind you. You know, this mannerless people who usually, eh, me and yeah, men, what are to guy? Not all men, some men. So, like, the way you're walking in town, alafu, maybe someone starts walking, like, way too close behind you. Because I know some parts of, in town, mna squeeze your nanga. But 
anywhere too, there's a way you know anywhere this person has bad, bad intentions. So they could just, uh, they start uh, working like too close to your ass, eh, to your ass. Ama they stand too close, umesimama, umesimama kwa stage and a guy literally any kula eo space yote lakini ameamua you know what i'm going to stand behind this bitch ati asimame too evil you can even you can feel his breath on your neck it was so disgusting it used to make me so uncomfortable alafu uh now when people now start calling you especially like a kirinde of men eh sasa ate yondo size yangu you know you can hear them talking and they're like eh yo yo sasa usijiringe usijiringe me those things fuck i used to get like so uncomfortable alafu say yondo nilikuwa nime gain weight so we gain weight you know uh the the fat is going to all the right places so you know you get a little bit of attention then how it used to be so it got so uncomfortable Hadi, i just started ogopying going to town i'm going to places especially where kuna like wababa waze it used to like ask me but i never used to know like i remember i even used to kwanza when I, i'm going to town i used to ask people to go with me to town especially my cousin eh i used to just beg her aki please to twenda tunaweta oh you know even if i want to buy something in town and maybe she's not like at our place may used to be like aki aki babes please kuja tutao to show up i'll even buy you lunch because eh i used to i used to and i still don't like going to town so yeah so what happened is one day i was like hey you know what me anyway i'll just tell my mom so i go hey mom hey wagwan you know what mom me i think i have anxiety hey hey <laughs> my mom just looked at me and she was like you know what you're idol you are just idol those are is any mugonjo that to idol and i was like wow wow mom so yeah I'll continue with the story some other time. But basically, yeah, a mental health should not be um not mental health, sorry, mental illnesses should not just be dismissed. You know, because I know my parents okay, I don't know for you guys, but my parents usually why you know I'm the one paying for everything. So why why are you why are you stressing? What do you have that will stress you? You know. So yeah. So that's the end of today's episode. I'll pick here for you guys a story. I'll have a story time like for me, myself and I. And yeah, thank you so much for those guys who have tuned in. <laughs> um yeah, next week or oh, as I have told you like in the previous episode, next week I'll be posting an episode that is super super different from the ones that have been posting so stay tuned bye